0: Hello, friends. I am so happy to have you back here on the podcast. And today's episode is going to be a good one. We're going to do a little bit of a ramble on just kind of like a medley of topics. It's going to be a mix of talking about self trust, self worth ish, a little bit, the rules that society presses upon us that really cause us to lack self trust. We're going to talk about guilt. We're going to talk about our intuition. And I'm just going to kind of meld all these topics together. And this idea for this episode really stemmed from a conversation that I was having with my husband because we were talking this weekend about how interesting it is that we will feel guilty for things that when we made the decision to do them, we very confidently made that decision. And then we'll kind of like go forward. And like this guilt is almost used as a way to keep us stuck. And it was just a really good conversation. And I think it was very relatable, not just for us, but for probably a lot of you guys. So I wanted to bring the topic to the podcast, because I think the more that we can talk about stuff like this, that is sometimes seen as a little bit of a taboo, it'll be a little bit more helpful for those of you experiencing some of these things to recognize where these patterns are coming from and be able to then do the work to build your self-trust so that the patterns become a little less distinct because at the end of the day, these are just like very human things that are happening. And the more exposure they get, the better, because then we can actually heal from them, feel better and do better things in the world for ourselves and for others. All of that fun stuff, all of those beautiful, beautiful goals wrapped up into a podcast episode. It's wild. Okay. So all of that aside, that's kind of what, um, what inspired this episode and to start off or to kick off, I want to talk about basically how some of the things that cause us to learn to lack self-trust. And one of the ones that I think is like the most, you know, obvious is, is the fact that we are basically set up in the world to not have self-trust. Meaning when we are younger and when we are a little kid, we are basically taught to Always think that someone else has a better answer than us. And when you think about it, right? Like maybe I should back up a little bit more. Self-trust is really the ability to listen to yourself and listen to what you are saying and what you need and what you believe and what you want, whatever's going on inside of you. It's being able to trust the decisions you're making and trust who you are and then basically move forward from those decisions or those thoughts or whatever it is without any doubt, without any regret, without any questioning. And so this, this concept, like of a lack of self-trust really stems from very early on when we are going through all of our like growing up years and we're taught that everyone else has better answers than us. Right. So think when you think about it, like most of us are taught that our parents, are the people that we need to ask if we need something, right? Or we'll have to ask if we're hungry. Like we don't, we don't have like any control over what we're doing. We're always looking to other people's rules and other people's guidelines, and we're taking them as fact. And when we're really young, we're like legitimately taking them as fact because the way that our like subconscious and our whole like internal operating system is set up is that our brain is firing at a lower frequency. So we're literally like a sponge to everything going on around us. We're making up a model of the world that is basically just based on what we're seeing and what we're experiencing. It's like we're in a constant state of hypnosis. So when we're younger and we're starting to be taught that everyone around us is who we have to ask to figure out if what we're doing is right or wrong or not, then we start to basically realize that we need to trust them more than we trust ourselves, right? Very few times in any sort of educational system or any sort of parental, like, you know, parental situation are parents letting the kids call the shots. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like we don't want to like shame all of that, but a lot of times the system is set up when we're growing up in a way where we are slowly learning to Always ask if we can have something or if we can do something or if this is okay. And for a lot of us, that starts to eat away at our ability to ask ourselves these same questions. And when you think of things like little things, right? Like, can I eat a snack if you're hungry? Or can I go to the bathroom when you're at school? All of these little situations are being set up so that you are basically questioning yourself more and more and more and you're trusting others more and more and more and more and not necessarily in the most like okay ways right like it's not necessarily like trust in a relationship that's developed in that it's more that you trust in the external facts and the external world and the scientists and the experts and all like the the authority figures or whatever it is more than you are taught to trust yourself the problem with this is very clear that a lot of us then never end up learning how to trust ourselves because we've never been given the tools to do so. The tools being simple, right? Asking you what you think the right answer is, asking you what you need, asking you who you are. What do you want to do? What do you like to do? Right? Most of us don't get to make those decisions when we're younger. And so we get into this, this like headspace where we're really lacking trust in ourselves, but we don't realize that that's what's going on and over time when we really start to lack trust in ourselves what ends up happening is that we end up doubting ourselves right we end up like asking ourselves these questions of who am i what do i want to do in the world like what would actually make me happy and we don't have answers for them because for so long without realizing it we've been outsourcing these answers to what everyone else in the world wants us to say or wants us to think and I will say that that's like one path of it, right? Like that's more of like that people pleasing path. And I know a lot of people can resonate with that idea of getting to a point in their adult life and being like, well, like shit, I don't even know what I want. Right? Like, I don't even know what I want in my life anymore. I don't know who I am. Like, even if I was to have my dream career, I don't even know what that would be. Right. We feel so lost. We don't like we sometimes they'll get like very obsessed with your purpose or like, what do I need to do? Maybe you have that like travel bug. You just want to like run away. Like we just get into these weird head spaces where we just like know that there's all these like really big looming questions and we can't answer them. Now that is one path, but I do want to kind of call out that a lack of self-trust isn't always shown in this way. And this is what My husband and I were talking about last night. And I thought it was a really good point because for me, growing up, I did learn to people please my way through life without even realizing I was people pleasing. I learned to base what I was doing and base what I wanted to do off of what I thought my parents wanted me to do. And I did that in order to get enough love. And they didn't make me do that, right? That was just innately how I started to do things because I started to recognize that pattern. So that is one way of doing it. But the other side of this is the kid that's growing up that's a little bit more combative or combative towards authority, or I don't even know how to say it, but it's the person and we we all know this archetype that actually when like they're told they do something wrong, they'll fight it. Like they'll fight their parents on it. They'll fight the teacher on it or they'll take it. But in their head, they're like, no way. Like they're almost like more defensive. And it's interesting because that person typically gets painted as someone who probably has a little bit more confidence in themselves and therefore trust in themselves. But if you really explore that dynamic, that person usually is arguing back, not from a place of trusting themselves, but from a place of Protection, meaning they're actually getting defensive. And whenever we get defensive towards something that we're told we're doing wrong, it's stemming from a place of our ego feeling exposed or seen and fearful of what that means for us. And therefore that reflection that we give back to that person, that defensiveness that comes out is actually stemming from a place of fear. And whenever something stems from a place of fear, it's not necessarily, it's almost like a facade, right? Or like a red herring where it's like, it makes you think that you're confident. It makes you think that you're strong willed. It makes you think that you have a lot of self-trust, but in the background, because that's really the ego speaking and not you as like your most innate self. It's not like you're non-wounded, like non-wounded self-speaking basically that actually is starting to take a hit on their self-trust as well. So that response that even people who are very like headstrong or seemingly confident give oftentimes isn't a response that comes from actually trusting themselves. It's coming from a fear of what that person is exposing or what people will think of them based on what that person is exposing or how they act. And again, any fear response is not a actual innate self-trust response. It's an ego response. And by nature, the ego is not self-trust. It just isn't. The ego is the voice that comes out when we're wounded and when we're afraid of something and when things are just basically about to be exposed and we don't want them to because usually that leads to bigger things. So with that, right, that archetype of a person also really learns to lack self-trust. And I say learns because it's literally like that. We learn that we're not good enough because as that person is either getting yelled at or told they're doing something wrong or told this or that or the other thing, even though that they are trying to defend themselves in the back of their head, that defense that they're giving, that's like, um, That's basically distracting from the fact that in the back of them, they actually are getting hit. They actually are getting targeted. They actually are absorbing those words and taking them for whatever they are, whether it's them like realizing they did something wrong or they're not good enough or like they can't trust themselves. All of that is really starting to go on in the background. They're just not allowing themselves to sit in that and like really marinate in that because they're too busy trying to fight that. Does that make sense? So we have kind of like reverse reactions to it. There are many different archetypes where you can really see like a lack of self-trust starting to build even in their early years as they like either ask questions or fight authority. But the thing that's interesting about this is that in the end of the day, it still is going to manifest as a lack of self-trust. And for a lot of us, that lack of self-trust really starts to get to us when we're older and we actually have the space and the freedom in our life to make our own decisions without people weighing in or telling us we're doing wrong or whatever else it is. Like, you know, I guess you're probably still going to have people telling you you're doing things wrong. Like, you know, your parents could always weigh in, like the people in your life can always weigh in. But when we're older, we have a little bit more of, an ability to decide what we want to do with our lives. And so we can go do it. And what's interesting is that the thing that we need in order to identify what we actually want to go do from a place of intuition rather than a place of ego is we need self-trust because at the end of the day, your intuition is made and created by self-trust and a lack of self-trust really starts to hurt our ability to listen to our intuition. And if you think of your intuition as the voice that has the answers to those big looming questions and has the answers to what you are meant to do in your life and what will make you happy and who you are and like all of that natural internal guidance that we have and has actually been proven exists, like that gut instinct, whatever you want to call it, The intuition muscle, we'll say it, it basically disappears because we're never actually taught to use it because we're never taught to build self-trust. So a lot of us get to this like later age in our life and without realizing it, we don't have the ability to listen to our intuition. We don't have the ability to trust ourselves or trust what's coming up inside of us. And because of that, there's a lot of doubt that's created and we oftentimes end up living in this kind of like nebulous headspace where we don't know which way's up or which way's down. We start to listen to the ego because the ego is loud and it's more apparent and it says something like you want to be famous or you want this big promotion or you want to go travel the world or you want to do this or that or the other thing and we're like oh okay if I can just get that thing I'll be good when in reality the ego is just hiding your voice of your intuition because you've never actually learned to listen to the intuition because you've never learned to develop the muscle of self-trust and so when that happens we'll notice these weird like signs Of the fact that we don't have self-trust and it's things like us basically like making these decisions for ourselves that in the moment we're really confident on or we think it's the right decision, maybe even following through on it and then looking back and feeling really guilty or regretting or second guessing what we did or it's us actually getting to that decision point and literally not knowing how to cure the indecision. We are so indecisive. We do not know how to put a stop to it. And therefore we cannot move forward. Like we just have a like a thousand options. And until the very last minute, we're not going to be able to make that, that choice. Nothing feels totally right. It also shows up in us just generally entering into social situations and like not feeling confident at all in ourselves or trying to like hide our confidence or, um, hide our like doubt in ourselves it shows up in us shifting who we are and like being someone different in different social situations and it basically just like it just encompasses everything in our life and it creates a lot of headiness meaning a lot of us living in our head and a lot of us questioning ourselves so the more that we are living in our head and the more that we are questioning ourselves the less that we're actually in reality. And what's interesting is you think that we actually need to go inside to like develop self-trust, right? But a lot of us, the way that we're going inside is we're listening to our thoughts and our, a lot of those thoughts are ego driven. And if you think of ego versus intuition on a scale, the more that we lean towards ego, the less intuition that's coming through. And the more that we learn to lean towards intuition, the more that we can hear our, um, intuition, the less ego comes through. So they're almost like these two voices and we're always going to have both of them in, uh, in us. They're not, neither one is inherently bad, right? Like your ego is very needed for protection, for safety, for all of these things. And your intuition is very needed for you to answer these like big looming life questions and feel confident in yourself and this, that, and the other thing, and like be able to be more you. And You want both, but you need to be able to understand the difference between them because both of them provide are there for different purposes. And what is happening to a lot of us is we're letting the voice of ego come in and actually dictate what our intuition should be dictating. But because we've never learned how to listen to our intuition or learned how to trust ourselves, we don't know how to do that. And the one other thing that I really wanted to bring into this is this idea of rules, because a lot of us are living by these rules that we don't even realize we're living by. And these rules are another thing that gets pressed upon us when we're growing up. So for some people, it's rules in your religion. For some, it's rules from school. For some, it's rules from your parents. Maybe it's from your friends. Maybe it's from this or that or the other thing. But we all have these kind of rules of like right or wrong or this or good or bad or this or that in our head. And without realizing it, when we enter into like our adult life, those rules are still dictating our moral compass. And the key here is realizing that those rules rules aren't actually right or wrong. We've just made them right or wrong because someone else in our life told them we should or told us we should. And we basically are living by a set of rules in our head that haven't been exposed that basically have impressed upon us through the perception of other people and we're letting those dictate how we feel about ourselves. That in itself hurts our self-trust. That in itself starts to really mess with our head. It causes a lot of the guilt. It causes a lot of the shame. It causes a lot of the questioning that we are all going through in our life as adults. And the thing about these rules, right, is those rules, they're not actually right or wrong. They were just right or wrong, or they were important or not important because the person that pressed that upon you said that, or told you that, or expressed that. And then when you really absorbed that rule, you made it your own, not because you had the conscious choice to do it, but because we've all been taught that other people's rules, other people know more than us, right? If you think that other people know more than you and someone tells you a rule, then you're going to take that rule for fact. And the problem with rules is not that, you know, it's not to say like all rules that you're living by in your head. And maybe I should express this a little bit more clearly, like a a rule that could have been like pressed upon you could be something as simple as don't talk while other people are talking. And although most of the time, that's probably really good advice. There are times where it's probably helpful for you to talk while someone else is talking for a myriad of reasons, right? There are like random one-off instances. There are times where people might be like saying stuff that's really not okay or this or that or the other thing. Like there are times where every rule should be broken, but for a lot of us, because we have these rules so deeply ingrained in us we don't allow ourselves to break them because without realizing it we're subconsciously living out these rules and we don't have the ability to uh, like override them the rules are like the like the system like the default of the system they're like the like the software in the system it's like how this like system runs and We don't really realize that we actually have the ability to override the system sometimes and that oftentimes overriding the system is more important because it allows us to get better results because there's never like a one size fits all of any rule, right? There's never a one size fits all for any situation. There's generalizations, but these rules are all generalizations. And so we don't have the ability to override the generalizations because we basically don't trust ourselves to do that. And we've never been taught to do that. And because of that, when we do occasionally override the generalization or the rule, and we do so from that really quick, intuitive place of this feels good, even when the situation turns out good, like positively for us, a lot of us still doubt ourselves. We still question ourselves and we still feel guilty for what we've said or what we've done or this, that, or the other thing. And so the whole purpose of kind of like, picking apart this topic and exploring it together is to help you realize that a lot of the things, like the defaults that you are operating from for your life and for what you want in your life are not necessarily defaults that are helpful or good for you. And they're not actually things that are more powerful than who you are and the things that you have to say. A lot of the times, the things that are going to be the best choices for you are not going to abide by the rules And the defaults that you have been taught. And if you want to live a life that feels really innately yours and feels really empowering and really starts to fill you up and feel rich and amazing and incredible and has everything you want in it, right? If you really want that odds are the default settings are not going to get you there. The rules that you've been living by are not going to get you there. And until you actually start to learn how to pick those apart and build your own sense of self-trust and really distinguish between the voice of your intuition versus the voice of your ego, it's going to be really hard for you to create that reality for yourself. But a lot of us are in this position where that's the thing we need to do most. And a lot of us are in a position where that actually is something that we would benefit from if other people did it too. So from this episode, that's basically what I want you to take is what rules are you living by that you don't realize you're living by? Like maybe just start to explore that question a little bit and really start to explore different patterns in your life or different places where guilt shows up or doubt shows up and start to ask yourself, where did I learn this? And is this something that is always helpful? And what does that voice of my intuition actually sound and feel like like the voice of your intuition? Like we spend so much time in my programs actually teaching you how to listen to your intuition, because it's a skill that a lot of us we really need, but we haven't been taught, which means it's a little bit more difficult for us to start. So the best thing you can do, if you don't feel like you have a clear sense of what your intuition sounds like is to actually take a step back and start to feel into it, start to distinguish the different voices in your head or in your body and feel how they come up for you, feel where they come up, feel what they're saying, which one sounds different, because the more clear you can get on how you feel, the better and easier it will be in the long term for you to develop that muscle of your intuition. And actually make decisions by it but again a lot of us haven't been taught how to do that so take that for what it is take some time with yourself after this episode to maybe just journal on the topic like pick apart some of the things that popped into your head as you were listening to this and Like put them on a piece of paper and just see what comes as you start to explore the topics, because the best thing you can do when you are lacking self-trust and it is starting to become an issue for you is to give yourself more opportunity to explore what's going on inside of you without judgment. And that's the key. A lot of you guys are doing this work. You're doing all of this internal work, but you're doing it from a place of judging yourself, being like, why do I do that? That's so messed up. Oh, I hate that I do that. This is not okay. Like, or you're trying to avoid it, right? Which is also a sign of judgment. When really this self-work and this internal exploration, you need to come at it from a place of acceptance because the more you can accept even the things that aren't the prettiest or aren't the nicest or aren't the most easy to accept, the more that you're accepting yourself and the faster you're going to be able to build your self-trust. So do that, right? Mix a little bit of self-exploration into the topics that have come up for you during this episode with a lot of openness and acceptance to whatever might come up and then give yourself the chance to explore that. And that is a perfect place for you to start building that foundation for self-trust. All right, guys, that is all for today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode where we just kind of like explored the topic and picked it apart a little bit more, then I would really appreciate it. If you could let me know by giving a rating or review to this podcast on either Apple or Spotify, taking a screenshot of this episode, sharing it on your Instagram stories and tagging me in it. So that I know you liked this one in particular, and then sharing it with any of your friends and family who you think actually could really benefit this. Maybe they've been struggling with self-trust. Maybe they are trying to develop their intuition and it's not easy for them. Or maybe they're even really struggling to answer some of those big questions bold questions that we were sharing throughout the episode, but just know that the more that you are able to share this to people who need it, the easier it's going to be for people to heal and see those results in their life too. So if you enjoyed this, please go ahead, do whatever feels natural to you. Otherwise I will be back next week with another episode. And until then, I hope you have a great week. Bye.